What is up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast, episode number 46, live. My name is Josh Toll, and I am joined by my good friend, Brett Roberts, as always, and our AA companion, HBot, who you just heard. Brett, how are you? I'm doing good, man. What's going on? How you doing? I'm doing okay. We had some issues uh, to start the show, which is why we're a little bit late, so apologies there. And thank you, everybody, for bearing with us. Uh, and also, this is live, obviously, so... You know, whoever's in the chat and watching, make sure you let us know if uh, everything sounds okay or if there's any issues. Um, but I'm excited to be here. Obviously, we had some updates, Brett, to HQ and whatnot and everything. That's right. So, what do you think? Yeah. Well, I watched it for the first time as everyone else watched it for the first time because it was all your work. Uh, but I got to tell you, pretty good. Uh, love it. Excellent work. Yeah. Great job. So, obviously, we're advertising now on the way into HQ outside. So, you know, there's that. Uh, we, you, you all saw the garage today for the first time as well. So there's that. Um, and yeah, we have, uh, obviously, merch. You can see that in the background there. And a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know what else to say. Well, I know what to say, Josh. I got to give a big shout out to uh, the guys over at Save Before Quitting, mm -hmm. uh, specifically Christian. He recently just set up Streamlabs and getting his merch store opened and he kind of you know told us all about it and you know what it's a great platform so far uh from the merch side maybe not streaming the twitch side as we had some issues with it but um yeah so shout out to him and also shout out for say before quitting for having us on their podcast last week by the way that's right big shout out to them it was a good time and they were on our show two weeks ago i think yep. um and then we were on their show last week uh, and in the between there there was a uh, lost episode, if you will, uh, which right. was pretty unfortunate. But you know what? That's okay. It is what it is. So that's right. It is what it is. So Brett, today, what we have going on for the people out there? Mm -hmm. Quick rundown of our topics. Uh, we're gonna start a new segment, even though it's not really a new segment for us because we've done it <laughs> once. But a new segment uh, for you all called the Abysmal Chronicles, and basically, there's just a bunch of news stories that we think. Uh, don't necessarily merit an entire topic or we don't have time to get into them but we just want to touch on them briefly so that'll be kind of our opening couple minutes then we're going to be talking about um rather the resident evil movie which i guess is kind of our main uh topic if you will one of them uh the resident evil movie not necessarily video game related but also obviously is so we wanted to touch on that for some of our resident evil fans talking about the ps5's new skew some interesting information there and what is changed with it and what it's missing also which is not good uh, according to some people and then we're gonna be talking about the mccree name change for overwatch which uh well we have thoughts on and then we have indie intel this week not a new game for people brett but some indie news if you will that we wanted to cover that's right brett before we hop in to the games that we're playing is there anything else that you want to talk about as far as housekeeping goes I actually forgot to put games we're playing in the rundown uh but we always do it so anything before that no i think that um i think that pretty much does it except for like we said we have merch so go check out our merch store now i'm sure you could go uh click somewhere uh if it's not in the description it will be so yeah go check that out all right uh, yeah, it is in the description. Um, 
I think HBOT put it there. Pretty sure it's in the description. So hit me with it. What are you consuming, Brett? So we went and saw the new Candyman film. We did, which I already forgot about. Yeah, and I liked it. It was pretty good. Um, some of the themes were a little on the nose for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a creepy, well-done movie. So I liked it. Yeah, I, uh, I quite enjoyed it as well. Yeah, I watched a John Cena film called Vacation Friends <laughs> that just came out. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the best movie, but I liked it and I had fun with it. So that's good to know. It's about John Cena. He's in a relationship with this girl and they're on vacation and they're crazy and they become friends with a, um, they become friends with a fun couple. So, or uh, I'm sorry, not fun couple. And it's about how you can like have these friends when you're on vacation that are just vacation friends. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and while uh, we have uh, some some little animals running around in HQ, I'm going to go ahead and cover uh, what I've been playing and watching. Uh, been playing a lot of Splitgate, uh, which I know we both have and we've both been enjoying. Uh, playing with, again, Christian from Save Before Quitting uh, and Christian's brother as well, Ryan. So shout out to Ryan. And yeah, we've been having a really good time with it. It is a very solid arena shooter very much in the vein of halo just with the the added mix of uh you know portals so that's been fun uh, a little bit of apex but not as much as we normally do mainly because <sighs> apex from my opinion kind of get a little stale a little abysmal uh which it was bound to happen you know 500 plus hours into it and uh it was certainly bound to happen so anyway yeah thoughts brett on splitgate or anything that i just said Splitgate is Slickgate. Apex is definitely getting a little stale, even though they just released a new character, which is sad. Um, yeah, that's what I think. Anything else on your end? I have a couple more I could mention. Um, there is a couple of other things on my end, but it's mainly movies. Um, so I watched the first two entries of the Hell House series, Hell House yeah. LLC, which was cool. Um, the second one was not great, but it wasn't as bad as everyone said it was. It was very fine, and it added some cool stuff to the mythos and overall story. Um, and then I also watched Brand New Cherry Flavor, which I know you did as well, which was pretty cool. And yeah, I'm drawing a blank on anything else, but I think that's pretty much it. Okay. I also watched a Bob Ross documentary that's on Netflix. It was very good. And it's about um, Bob Ross and this like, not lawsuit, but like this battle over his name and likeness. Mm -hmm. There's currently a company that owns Bob Ross's name, basically. And they're called Bob Ross Incorporated. And they sell products with his face on them and his name on them. And his son and family make zero dollars off of any of it. Zero. Yeah. They, he basically signed. He basically got famous by like si- signing up with these this old couple, mm-hmm. and they like funded him and stuff. So they now own all of his shit, basically. And it was actually hard for the documentarians to uh, get people to even come on the documentary because they were afraid of litigation from these old people. So that's a thing. Uh, wow. Yeah, besides that, man, I've just been playing Pokemon Unite and, uh, you know, the usual. So that's it. Yeah, very cool. 
Yep. Well, Brett, before we hop into the Abysmal Chronicles and the main topics for the day, there's something that 8Bot needs to do, my friend. What, what's that? I think you know what it is. Roll the intro. Right, Josh. So we did a segment last week in a lost episode of Hapticast called the Abysmal Chronicles. That's right. We certainly we're going to do that today. So essentially, all it is is it's a bunch of stories in the news right now that are just a little bit more abysmal than the other articles <laughs> that we're actually going to use as main <laughs> topics. So um, they're going to be a little more bite sized and a little quicker. I do want your opinion on all of the things that I bring up. Um, so you let me know what you think, and uh, I'll let you know what I think, and we'll just go through them. All right? Okay. So you're gonna you're gonna give me each one of them? Yeah, I know. Last week right. we kind of went back and no, forth. No, no, but no. I think, I'm good. I yeah. just don't want to. I just don't want to step on your your mouth. So. Please. Oh no, you're good. All right. So the first one, Josh. No more heroes three launched uh, just last week, actually, a couple days right. ago. Yeah. And it's doing really well. It's actually one of the most highly received games in the series. Wow. Um, so today we're going to talk about Suda's plan. Suda fifty one being the developer the creator of No More Heroes, his plans after No More Heroes 3. So Grasshopper Manufacturer is the developer of the game. They're currently working on three new original IPs. Jeez. No idea what they are. No idea any information about them. That's all we get. He, he revealed in a, in a stream that they're working on three original IPs. Mm -hmm. There are other projects in development as well, which he made sure that he separated them from these three original IPs. And the one that um, I got this from Nibel on Twitter, mm -hmm. one that he put in, in parentheses here is Hotel Barcelona. Josh, are you familiar with Hotel Barcelona? It sounds familiar, but I'm not, I don't entirely remember and or I guess am familiar. So Hotel Barcelona was going to be a collaboration horror game created by Suda51 and Sweary, the guy who made Deadly Premonition. Oh, geez. Okay. So that's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and apparently the pandemic kind of like slowed things down with that, but it's something that the two guys are very interested in working on still. And I don't know if this was on purpose or like as a tease, as a response to this, but I actually follow Sweary and he follows me on Twitter and he went to a, a autograph signing today where people were like coming and getting his autograph and someone gave him a copy of no more heroes three. And he signed it and said, this is not my game. And he still signed it. And in my head, I'm like, is he teasing hotel Barcelona? Perhaps? I don't know. But, wow that's yeah. pretty big yeah it's pretty cool and then last but not least on the pseudo news pseudo wants to work with marvel he said for example a deadpool game yeah that would be cool that would that work. would fit him so well that would work pretty well uh, so what are your thoughts three games uh by grasshopper in development mm -hmm. possibly hotel barcelona and you know he wants to work with marvel what do mm -hmm. you think uh i think first of all he should absolutely work with marvel him doing a deadpool game do you know how slick that would be, you know how 
perfect my man is for that come on yeah come on now hell yeah dude and then as far as everything else um it's a little bit sad to hear that about no more heroes 3 but it's getting reviewed really well yes um yeah from what i've seen so uh i mean listen give me more suited games give me more weirdness give me more grasshopper manufacturer and give me them all all right next up on the abysmal chronicles we have skate 4 coming to pc there's really not much to say about this one except that the series has never officially been on pc in any capacity Mm -hmm. so this is the first time we're getting ea skate on the pc platform yeah i think that a lot of people are seeing what playstation and xbox specifically are doing in the pc space and they're like "Mm, okay there's definitely a huge market here let's do it so yeah absolutely um, so this one is actually on a game that we played and liked quite a bit. And we actually have a video on our channel of us playing this. And that's Phasmophobia. Ah, yes. So Ghost Hunters. There is, Ghost Adventures, right. rather. So there is a new update for Phasmophobia out right now called the Exposition Update. Uh, so they added two new ghost types and a slew of changes to various gameplay mechanics. The new ghost types are the Goryo, a vengeful Japanese ghost from the aristocratic class, and the Myling, a Scandinavian incarnation of the souls of dead children who are stuck haunting Earth until they receive a proper burial. So that's that. There's also the Dots Projector, which I know is something that you and I think is pretty cool, Josh. And that yeah. is the basically Xbox Connect mm-hmm. dot thing from Paranormal Activity 4, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, which then, then was have... officially used by a lot of like ghost hunting people, including like Ghost Adventures and Ghost Hunters to map spirits exactly uh and besides that they fixed a couple of other bug fix or they fixed a couple other bugs and they made some other changes so sprinting and walking speed has been adjusted and changed which was kind of a a abysmal part of that game um and just some other bugs so what do you think um i love this game i want to play it again i've actually been meaning to ask you and uh christian since he's here and he's our, our our resident uh uh what do you call it when he's inside the thing, control room operator. Yep. Uh, whatever comms, comms lord, whatever you want to call it, uh, yep. to do another maybe entry and ghost adventures and explore some new places. Because uh, that was a lot of fun recording that uh, the first time. And I think now, uh, since we have HBot, uh, you know, she'll know how to do that a little bit better um, and it would be a lot of fun. And who knows, maybe we could stream it. Maybe we could simul stream it with Save Before Quitting. Ooh. If we really, cool. if we really want to try to get big for our britches and try to push this whole Streamlabs platform to the test, I think we could do it. I think that would be really cool. So anyway, okay. Uh, next up on the Abysmal Chronicles, Josh, the PlayStation Plus games for September have leaked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for PlayStation Five, we're looking at Overcooked All You Can Eat, which is a compilation of both Overcooked titles, Overcooked One and Overcooked Two, with 4K graphics, uh, better frame rate, all the nine yards. Yep. Uh, And then for PS4, we're getting Predator Hunting Grounds, which is an asymmetrical multiplayer shooter that pits man against Predator, Mm -hmm. and Hitman 2. Now, worth noting that if you have the most recent Hitman game, which I believe is 3, if you own Hitman 2, you can import those levels into 3. So if you play 3, you can get the levels for 2, basically, for free with this and import them into 3. Cool. So, yeah. Uh, This is going to sound really abysmal. But the game out of all these that I'm most excited for is Predator Hunting Grounds. Um, just because I've heard it's not good, but I heard it's stupid and it's fun. Um, okay. So if I could do that, that'd be slick. Hitman 2 is awesome, obviously, and Overcooked. Uh, cool. There's a lot of them there. Yeah. 
Overcooked is very hectic. I've only played it like once mm -hmm. and uh, I could see it being a lot of fun with multiple people. I only played it with one person and I don't remember if that was, was you me. or... Yeah, it was yeah. me. That's also there the only go. time I've ever played it, so... There you go. And the fact you get both games is pretty cool too with yeah. upgraded visuals. Yeah, for sure. So technically there's like four games there, so... Yeah. All right, so next up we have Xbox Gold. They announced their games a couple days ago, a couple weeks ago. They're not as, uh, you know... They don't have to leak them. They just put them out early enough where it's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but also not a great month for Xbox Live Gold games. Uh, we're looking at Warhammer, Chaos Bane, which I know nothing about. Uh, I know the Warhammer franchise is pretty big, but this doesn't look like a game that not a lot of people have on their radar. Mm -hmm. uh, Mulaka, which I've never heard of again. Um, don't know much about that one. Those yeah. are the Xbox One games. This next one is slick that you're about yeah. to read. So then backwards compatibility, we got Zone of the Enders HD Collection, which is actually a Kojima game. Um, if you play this, it's worth noting that they have a Zone of the Enders game on PlayStation VR. Mm -hmm. So you have to play these ones first, and then you can go and play that one. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Samurai Showdown 2. So, yeah. Any, uh, any input there? Waiting for Xbox to discontinue the games with gold. All right. Uh, the next uh, thing here in the Abysmal Chronicles, Josh, Elden Ring's in-game text is not being written by George R.R. R. Martin. So That's we right. knew that George R. R. Martin was involved. We just don't know to what capacity. Now it's starting to kind of shape up that it seems like he kind of created the overarching world and the lore, perhaps. Um, but the in-game text and the item lore and stuff like that is being written by Miyazaki himself, the director of the game. Correct. So how do you feel about that? Good, because that means the game's actually going to come out. I was just going to say that. It's not going to get delayed for years. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, next up, Death Stranding 2 news. Norman Reedus was recently asked by IGN. Uh, I, I don't remember which IGN it was, but it was not the USA IGN um, about Death Stranding 2. And Norman Reedus said that they are in negotiations right now for Death Stranding 2. Yeah, that's right. And I'm glad. It makes sense. People saying that they don't want Death Stranding 2. Uh I don't like you. I want Death Stranding 2. And also, it makes total sense. The game sold well. It was critically received very well. It sold, like, come on now. Yeah. No brainer. Did well. <clears throat> All right, next up, Saints Row Reboot. So they unveiled the official Saints Row Reboot uh, last week at Gamescom uh, with a CGI trailer that really didn't show anything about the game. It did not look anything like a Saints Row game at all. It looked like a generic third-person shooter. Uh tones of watchdogs in there uh i wasn't a fan of the trailer uh and i and you know what josh i am not alone because the majority of the outcry that people are seeing right now is coming from the belief that the game and the reboot does not feel the same as the old saints row games the saints row devs have replied by saying we're not backing down over the criticism Mm -hmm. so they're they're going forward with it what do you think did you watch the trailer i did watch the trailer i didn't love it um, I'm of two minds, though. First of all, it's only a CGI trailer. Uh, remember, I've said in the past that I'm kind of done with CGI trailers uh, one mm -hmm. way or another. Um, I will say, though, that they kind of muddied and mishandled the announcement of this, um, including, which I remember texting you, I was like, I'm not sure if you can create your own character still or not, which is like one of the biggest draws of it, right? You create your own character, yep. you run a, uh, a a gang, and you you know defeat rival gangs and recruit people. Like, that's what Saints Row is. That's one of the biggest draws of it. Um so I don't love it. I'm not going to judge it too much yet, um, but I think they botched the announcement of it and they could have done a better job um, as it was depicted on Twitter. They were like, 
in all caps. By the way, you can create your own character. Come on, man. Yeah, they should have made that more clear. <clears throat> also, they didn't really make it clear what it was. Is it a reboot? Is it a remake? Is it Saints Row 2? Is it Saints Row 1? Is it Saints Row 3? Is it Saints Row 4? Like, they really didn't right. go into it at all. So, next up and last on the Abysmal Chronicles for this week, we have a blasphemous sequel is coming, along with free DLC. That's right. So, Team 17 and the Game Kitchen have announced the development of a blasphemous sequel, which is scheduled to arrive in 2023, which is very, very far out. Uh, additionally, coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC on December 9th is the DLC Wounds of Eventide, which introduces new bosses, arenas, areas, and items. And underlines the stark truth that penitence never ends, it only changes. And I probably did not say that word right, but there you go. Penitence. And that is what yeah, I have right. for you in the Abysmal Chronicles, Josh. What do you think? Um, about this last topic, very cool. I want to play Blasphemous. Pretty sure I own it on two platforms now. Never played it. Need to. Uh, I'm going to play the DLC. Would like to. And going to play the sequel, hopefully. So that's it. All right. Brett, are you ready to jump into our main topics for the day, my friend? I am. Great. To do this, we're going to switch over to the theater, and we're going to project some of the articles we're going to be discussing in the back of us, and that is going to start with the Resident Evil movie discussion. Brett, the theater, it's nice and cool down here. Oh, good, because I need that. I'm hot right now, man. Yeah. So, Resident Evil movie. Today, Brett, IGN, at the time of recording and streaming this, um, IGN provided the first look at Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, which is being described as the origin story of the original Capcom games. The upcoming film, which is written and directed by Johannes Roberts, uh, 47 Meters Down, The Strangers Pray at Night, blah, 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 is based on the first two Resident Evil games. The movie is supposed to chronicle how Raccoon City went from being a city of industry to a dying Midwestern town that's become ground zero for the T-Virus outbreak thoughts on this Brett? i think this sounds cool uh the fact that they're not just doing the first uh, first game in the movie they're doing both the first and second um i hope that they're kind of doing them at the same time so like you see the events happening in one and then also in two or whatever i i personally i haven't played one so i don't really know i know the events of it but i don't know you know how the whole story goes mm -hmm. so i'm very curious to see how they handle that and if i can kind of just watch that and get a gist of it um, but I don't like, no offense, I'm not trying to insult anyone, but I'm not a huge fan of, uh, Johannes Roberts, the director, no relation to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not a fan of the strangers pray at night at all. I think that it was awful compared to what was the strangers, the, the classic horror film. Mm -hmm. So I'm not excited about that, Josh. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's other things that I'm not too excited about, but I will say that it does look anything at this point would be better than the Mila Jokovich movies. Uh, mm -hmm. so that's a plus on my end, but please continue. So this uh, article that I'm referencing is from IGN. Uh, they did an interview with uh, Voight Roberts or Johannes Roberts here. Uh, it's called Voight Roberts. What the fuck is that even coming? Well, from? he's actually a he's a director as well. Jordan. Oh, Jordan. You're right. Vote. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so some highlights from this interview are that uh, Johannes says that, quote, the difference between this film as opposed to the previous movies is that it is an ensemble where each of the main characters carries huge importance to the narrative. They are not just cosplay characters who have the exact hair and costume of the characters. Now, here's the thing, Brett. They look like cosplay characters. This, These look like cosplay characters to me. <laughs> 
that's literally i like that was the first messages we shared today with each other were this morning on twitter about these and i was like sounds kind of cool but it looks bad <laughs> like it yeah. looks bad and you just replied cosplay <laughs> and i agree with you so like it looks like a porn parody or a cosplay it doesn't it doesn't look legit yeah and like obviously this is uh what's his name on the left um leon no not leon chris no i don't know what image oh that's leon sorry that's leon that's supposed to be leon yeah oh dude to me oh that's right because it's from the first two games this looks like what's his name from three freaking carlos yeah dude oh no dude this looks like carlos to me this is leon you're telling me this is leon Leon, yeah this ain't yeah also so here's the thing like he says right there like they're not just cosplay characters who have the exact hair and costume of the characters so here's where he's kind of contradicting himself because i read something from him where he said it wasn't about getting the accurate costume and care of the characters and the hair it was more so about who embodied the character the most right so this actor playing leon he said that when he did the table read or whatever the, the audition he that was leon yeah and, so, I, and I'm fine with that. I am. I'm fine with that too. But he's contradicting himself now here because he's saying they're not just cosplay characters who have the exact hair and costume because he doesn't have the exact same hair. He looks nothing like yeah. Leon. Yeah, but Claire is wearing her red jacket. Mm-hmm. So um, I think Chris Redfield is the one that is absolutely nailed in this. Yeah. Screenshots. Let me uh, let me pull that up for everybody here. Let's see. It's towards here. And you know what? I don't, I wouldn't is. mind if. I don't care if they look like them, you know, fine. Like do your own thing. Um, just don't look like cosplayers, man. I'm yeah. assuming that's Chris Redfield. Yeah. Chris and or this is Chris, but I don't think Chris would be in tech gear yet at this point. No, he is because so they raid the either. Mansion. Yeah. One of these two is Chris. Honestly, either one of them would be fairly close. Um, yeah. But anyway, I, the last quote I wanted to kind of cover here is he says, um, Johannes Roberts says that he's, quote, I wanted to go back to the horror of it all. I wanted scares and atmosphere rather than full-on action. And that is a quote that I really like quite a bit um, Yeah. as a Resident Evil fan. And behind us here, you see this kind of first creature-ish image. Um, this looks absolutely not good, dude. So that In is a... A character from, I believe, Resident Evil One. Again, I, I'm not a huge, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have a huge wealth of knowledge about Resident Evil One, but this is a bioweapon or like a proto bioweapon or something. Like they are not, that is not a good human right there. No, it's certainly not a good human. I don't. They were kept, they were kept, uh, kept uh, as a prisoner and tortured. So yeah. But anyway, so I'm just so apprehensive to be like, yes, I'm ready for this movie. Right, because I was like that with the anime series that just happened, and whoa, that was bad. Yeah, it was really bad. So I'm apprehensive. They just really can't seem to do anything besides video games. Yeah, to me, this is at like my expectation level is at um, Mortal Kombat 2020 or 20. I don't even remember when that came out. 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at that level for me. I feel like it's going to turn out very much like that where it's just fine. And there's cool references to the games and stuff. Um, I would love this to be a franchise and I would love them to to do it all every Mm -hmm. single game. Imagine we get it to seven and eight. Like like that would be awesome. It'd be awesome. Uh, 
but I do like how they're combining, you know, the first two games into one film. And also uh, Johannes mentioned that there's going to be other creatures and like monsters from Resident Evil one and two that make an appearance. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think X going to give it to you is going to be in the movie, dude. That would be great. That would be slick. So hopefully they really stick to the games. They flesh that out a little bit more. It's definitely hopefully horror based. This image looks not good. You have anything else to say about it, Brett, before we move on? I just, I know a lot of Resident Evil fans are like bittersweet on this. And I say, just give them a chance. Let's see how it turns out. And if it's shit, well, guess what? Then we have two different Resident Evil franchises that are shit. All right. Okay. Our next main topic, Brett. Sony has quietly launched a revised PS5 model. It is about 300 grams. And I'm getting just this basic information from Ars Technica. I know this off the top of my head, but, you know, always do your research. And I wanted to make sure that what I heard was accurate. So, okay. Um, Maybe some merch in the future with that on a hat or a shirt. I don't know. We'll see. Do your research, Um, dude. Anyway, uh, so Sony has quietly launched a revised PS5 model. It is about 300 grams lighter, or for you, uh, your uh, people that do not like to use the metrics, it's about a little over half a pound lighter, about 0.6 pounds lighter. There's a new screw for their base, right? A thumb screw, which is much bigger, right? Easier. You can use your actual thumb and fingers now. There's a smaller heat sink. There's less copper in it, and there's a different PCB and PCB slot for the SSD. Brett. What are your thoughts on this? And I have I have some very specific things I'd like to discuss with you about this, but just listening to that, uh, what are your thoughts? Well, it annoys me because I already have coworkers like, hey, just see there's a new slimmer PlayStation 5 model. It's a oh, new God. model. And and it's it's literally just a little, literally so ever so slightly lighter. And it also is a little bit, um, temperature's a little hotter from what I understand with the new smaller heat sink. Right, so... I also forgot to mention that there's a it looks like a slightly different Wi-Fi um, uh, card in it, which hmm. isn't super important. But so from here, I believe on the right is the launch model, and on the left is the. Okay, wait a minute. On your. So this What's one the, right here. Yellow. The one with the yellow is the, the one, one with the yellow to? is the launch model. That's left. Yeah. Well. It's right. It's no, it's left for them too. Oh yeah. boy. Um, and then this right one is the updated one, I believe. Um, the what I really want to show you though is here the heatsink. So obviously here the one on the left is the launch model. The one on the right is the new model. That and look at how much less copper. There, I don't even think they used. Well, they have the copper heat pipes, but they don't even have as much copper um, on the actual plate that the heat's in sink is sitting on it looks like aluminum or something else which i'm not 100 sure what it is but that's a sizable difference my man and we're not super technical people but even i know how heat sinks work and that is sizably smaller and this is giving people a lot of concern brett so what are your thoughts i have an opinion but i'm going to hear what you think first what do i think about what the thing as a whole? the fact that it no there's just a smaller heat sink i don't care i feel like it is I feel like it has something to do with covid and and you know the restrictions right now and getting parts and pieces for you know different electronics and even vehicles I, I know my my company that i work for is having a hard time getting trucks and vehicles because there's a shortage on boards right now yeah um so yeah i mean listen if if it's getting them to produce more consoles 
fine. You know, it's not that big a deal to me, but unless there's something I'm not understanding here, am I missing something here? Not really. I mean, so Austin Evans is kind of the first one that has done this breakdown. Um, they are starting to arrive in the wild, but he like it only in Japan. Um, and so he imported it very quickly for a lot of money and he did this full teardown video of it. Um, it's not super scientific, some of the stuff that they did, but he did measure just at least the residual heat coming out. Um, and the new one is like about six degrees hotter, five to six degrees Celsius hotter, um, which is, you know, not insignificant, but he also said something that I think is probably the case where it's like they PlayStation might've realized they over-engineered the launch version where they're like, Oh I don't need as much. Um, we don't actually need as much heat sink here because mm. the cooling solution is already fine. So why don't, in order to save time, they produce more consoles and get them out faster, so we can sell more. Let's reduce the heat sink and change some of these other things just to put them out the door faster. Yeah, that makes sense. So, and I don't think <laughs> PlayStation or Sony is stupid. There's no way that they didn't test that before launching them or releasing them, right? And if they think it's fine, then it's fine. Um, yeah, I know there's a slightly different. <laughs> Uh, architecture with the fans too which i think i forgot to mention just and how they're actually laid out inside but i mean ultimately it's a little bit lighter there's a little less stuff in it it's uh, maybe a little bit of a better fan but i don't think it's really a huge deal that people are making out to be and i think it's it's just as fine and i wouldn't be really concerned about this if you get one of the new models yeah i mean it's slightly lighter but slightly hotter and and when i say slightly it's like ridiculously slightly um on top of that, it has a different PCB and slot for SSD. At this point, that's still not a big deal because we can't even use the thing unless you're in the beta. Right. So, yeah. It's fine. Steven I don't think Whittle it's... in our chat. Sorry, Josh, I don't mean to interrupt no, you. No, no, he said, all good. Do you think that there potentially be there will potentially be longevity issues with the lack of materials used? Um, I don't think so. Um the the biggest cause for concern might be the fact that it doesn't look like they're using as much copper plating that's necessarily not necessarily going to be a longevity issue uh, again that might just going it's definitely i mean just looking at how it's laid out it's definitely going to affect how much heat like residual heat is given off and dispersed and then pushed through the heat pipes um but i don't really think it's that big of a deal and it, it's the same chip and if playstation released it and they think it can run a couple degrees hotter and it's fine then i think there's nothing to worry about also you have to remember that they can update the fan speed like remotely via uh os updates which they've talked about in the past um yeah so i think it's engineered for longevity and if you got a new version of it i really truly i don't think i would personally be concerned about it now maybe we'll see a couple years down the line there's some issue with this new SKU, but I really, I don't anticipate there's going to be any issues based off of my knowledge and understanding of what's, what's going on here. Yeah, I agree. So, all right. all right. Anything else you want to add to that, Brett? No, I just, I mean, I know copper is really expensive right now, so it makes sense that, you know, there's less copper in this new model, you know? Right. Okay. Hit me with you the, next take topic. the next one. All right, Josh. So, <sighs> I got a weird one for you and it's a sensitive one. So I want to be careful and tread lightly here with what we say and, and how we report this. Um, fans of Overwatch know of a character in the game who is a cowboy named McCree, right? He's been in the game since the game launched. He's a fan favorite uh, for, voiced by Matthew Mercer, a great voice actor. Um, well, Blizzard is actually going to change the name of McCree following sexual harassment lawsuits. That's correct. Um, 
So Blizzard says it plans to change the name of Overwatch's gunslinger character following the explosive sexual harassment lawsuit brought against Activision Blizzard by the state of California. The character was originally named McCree after Jesse McCree, a former longtime Blizzard staffer who appears to be pictured in the so-called Cosby suite reported by Kotaku. So if you don't know what the Cosby room was, essentially a bunch of Blizzard uh, employees had a room at a hotel for a con called the Cosby Room, which was a play on the Bill Cosby date rape uh, allegations and court case and, and all of that, where they had a picture of Bill Cosby framed and they kind of just like idolized as a meme Bill Cosby. Um, so obviously that when that came out this year, amidst all of these other sexual harassment problems, uh, it wasn't very good. And Jesse McCree is gone and no longer with Blizzard. Uh, I don't think any of the people in that photo are with Blizzard anymore. And um, yeah, so they decided that it'd be best for them as a response to that, to change the name of Jesse McCree to something else. That's great. Uh, Josh, what do you, what do you think about that? So to be honest with you, not until recently um, did I even know, like once this whole lawsuit and all this activision blizzard stuff started i didn't even know that mccree was named after a developer i thought it was based off of mad dog mccree from like those old western movies and stuff back in the day Mm, interesting um um, which is what i was always under the impression under and while their intent was maybe to name it after this developer i don't here's my true opinion okay here it is. I'm going to lay it. Hit me with it. You. Let's I'm go. Gonna, I'm going to hit you with it. This does nothing. This provides nothing of value to anything, to anyone. This is simple semantical bullshit, right? That is now going to cost a lot of developers a lot of time. They still have not released Overwatch 2. We still don't know what the fuck is going on with that. And at the end of the day, does this really make an impact? And in my opinion, no. And it shows yet another entry in Activision Blizzard's long-standing series of, you know, saying whatever but really doing nothing. So, I think it's more of a culture issue rather than uh, the name of your fucking character. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. We actually have Christian in our chat right now saying, In my opinion, I feel like the character of McCree has its own legacy while the dude... While what the dude did and the fact that he's named after him doesn't change anything. Also, it doesn't solve anything at all. seems like a very abysmal excuse of virtual signaling, in my opinion. Yeah. Very similar to your thoughts. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this, like everything that they do, screams corporate virtue signaling. Um, Yeah. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. They should probably be focusing on spending more time on figuring out what's going on with their internal culture and how they can fix and change that and maybe institute some more equitable hiring practices rather than changing the name of a character that's been in a game for like 18 years. (laughs) I agree. And Josh, if you could offer any alternative name for McCree off the top of your head. Can you think of any? Bobby Kotick. It's not a good one at all. That's I, it's fucking stupid. I, my alternate name, idiot. So I think Activision is bad. Blizzard sucks. I read online. Someone posed Mercer. After the voice actor. But then you're doing the same thing. What if he does something shitty 
Right. So you can't name him after a real person, but like, that's a cool, that would be a really cool tribute to yeah. do that. Um, yeah. Which I'm sure was the thought of the people that picked Jesse McCree as the name. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Look, you said mad ball McGraw. Mad, or... <laughs> mad dog McCree. Mad dog McCree. Maybe you just do that. And then you can still call him McCree. Cause listen, there's years of voice lines that are now obsolete. There's catchphrases that are obsolete. You know what I mean? Like it, it alters the whole course of, of Overwatch. And not only that, they actually reported that there was content coming out in September that they had to delay for Overwatch 1. So like now, not only is Overwatch 2 taking forever, now content from Overwatch 1 is being affected by this. And it's just, it's a mess. It's a fucking mess. It's a mistake. It's bad. So I don't think this is the right course of action like you. And uh, there's got to be another way to uh you know get things done at blizzard i mean listen P blizzard's caught flack before for trying to be very inclusive with their character designs and you know the gender and the and the race you know ethnicity of their characters in overwatch mm -hmm. and you know it kind of goes to show you like based on the things we see behind the scenes are they truly living that are they living their values are they truly you know is that yeah. the kind of company they really are? No, they're doing I don't what, think so. what every major like corporate company does, which is virtue signal the fuck out of everybody. But at the end of the day, nothing's changing behind the scenes. So, yeah. shocker, I know. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. You got anything else? No. Fuck Overwatch. Fuck Activision. Fuck you, Blizzard. All right. Well, Josh, now we're going to go into a topic we do every week called Indie Intel. Usually what we do is we take a game that's on Kickstarter or Indiegogo or, you know, Steam and it's, it needs some help and we, we give it some love, right? That's right. We give it some love. But this week we're going to do it a little bit different. That's right. We are. We're going to present this more as a topic, bring some <clears throat> awareness to a, a title and a developer. Mm -hmm. And uh, we hope you guys support them and, uh, you know, love, give some love and do what you can. Absolutely. So... Here's the story. An indie dev is leaving the industry due to the Steam refund policy. Uh, Amika, we're going to go with Amika. Mm -hmm. Amika Games released the psychological thriller Summer of 58 at the end of July, receiving mostly positive reviews on Steam. And I actually saw a couple of YouTubers playing this as well. So this was quite a hit. Mm -hmm. The game's short length has led to a high number of refunds being processed, leaving Amika out of pocket. So if you didn't know, Steam's current refund policy allows for any game to be refunded if it's within 14 days of purchase and has less than two hours of logged playtime. As you have here in our notes, Josh, for smaller games, especially those created by indie developers, it can be frustrating a frustrating loophole, allowing players to essentially experience their game for free. This is a one hour, you know, a little maybe a little over an hour experience. So someone mm -hmm. can play the whole game of Summer of 58 and then just yeah. get a refund. Let me um let me jump in here, Brett, and read the statement right from them, please, um, if you don't mind. Uh, so this was, as you can see, on Amika Games' Twitter account. Okay, they say this: "Friends, thank you for the support. I'm leaving game development for an indefinite time to collect my thoughts." That is a pretty big statement. Uh, the fact is that my game Summer of 58 does not reach two hours of playing time by Steam standards. In this regard, a huge number of returns on the game, even with positive reviews, and I do not earn anything to create a new game. Thank you very much for supporting me. I'm very glad that you like my games, but since I have no conditions to do something new, I have to do something else. I will immediately answer everyone who asks about who asks about From Day to Day, which is another game they are developing. This game will not see the light of day in the near future. 
See you later. That. That is a statement. It's sad. And simply put, the Steam refund policy needs to change, right? Mm -hmm. So is it the Steam refund policy is great because it can save you after you spent your money, your hard-earned money on a really shitty game, which Steam has quite a few of, right? That's for sure. But there needs to be some kind of an opt-out and a warning system where mm -hmm. a developer can opt out and with that, when you go to buy the game, it'll warn you, hey, the developer has chosen to not allow refunds on our normal refund policy. Are you sure you, you know, like, is there any other way you want to proceed? Because we're not giving you a refund. You don't have to buy this game if you don't want. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> I feel like that's the way to go. And I feel like a lot of shitty games will abuse that feature, but that's okay because at least Steam is saying like, you know, hey, warning, you're not going to be able to get a refund here. Mm -hmm. um, but it'll protect developers like Amika Games who have a game that's only an hour long and it goes up and then you play it and you and you return it. So Josh, I have a personal anecdote here, a little personal story. Mm -hmm. Coworker uh, Ryan told me that him and his friends like to buy really bad Steam games, play them for a little bit, and then return them immediately. Mm -hmm. um, and I told him that's really not good. And he said, "Why is that not good?" And I said, "You're abusing the system. Like that's not why they give you that refund policy." And he's like, "Yeah, well, we just do it. We try out games that like we we would never otherwise play." So, like, for example, he's playing, like, a game where you hunt Bigfoot or some shit, and then he returned it, and then he's, like, playing... He's just playing all these shitty indie games. Mm -hmm. So, it's it's real. People abuse this system, and it's it's not good. So, um, yeah, I think, I think that there just needs to be some change. Yeah, I almost wonder if they couldn't add something where it's, like, part of the... Um, what do you call it? Uh, like, approval process for games that so that they have to like submit something about projected playtime based off of playtests mm. and then grade the refund policy based off of that. Yeah, I mean I, I can see that being a thing, but I can see people abusing that as well and lying and saying like, "Oh, well the main quest takes an hour to an hour to beat, so turn off refunds." And then Well, from the developer side, I guess, yeah, but Yeah. But I do see what you're saying, and I, I do think uh I do think that's a good idea. Um, so there is a silver lining here to this story. Uh, Amiga's statement sure. has picked up some traction on Twitter. The summer of 58 Steam page is filling up with players who picked up the game as a result of Amiga's statement, leaving positive feedback and encouraging others to do the same. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do just that. We're going to encourage you guys to go and check out summer of 58. Josh, how much is it? It is currently, I have Steam up behind us, Brett. It is currently on sale, uh, for $6 and 92 cents. Six bucks for an hour, not bad, um, especially for a game with that high of a of a review score. I mean, you know, it's it's decent in that case. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, I'm gonna buy it right now. There you go. There you have it, folks. So yeah, I mean, oh, I'm not going to do this on stream because my credit card info will pop up. So I'll do that later. But you saw me put it in my cart. There you go. So yeah, go uh, go show some love to Summer of 58. Honestly, I don't think that no matter what we do, it's going to make him want to come back because the policy is still going to be the same. But um, he clearly got shafted and he could use all the help he can get. So go check it out. Yeah, please check it out. Support them. Suck them off. We love indies. That's, That's right. It. Brett, let's head back up to the HQ to wrap it up, shall we? Let's do it. Okay. We're back. We are back. Well, well, ladies and gentlemen, another episode. 
in the books. That's right. It's over. So we appreciate we appreciate you all coming out, Josh. I appreciate you uh, all the work you put towards this new stream setup. Yeah. And, thank uh, me. Thank Hbot. Thank you, Hbot. And I also want to say, you know, if you guys like what you see, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And go follow us over on twitch.tv slash haptikintel because once we get it resolved, we are going to be streaming on both YouTube and Twitch at the same time. That's correct. That's fun. Also, streamlabs.com slash haptikintel. You can get our new merch that we just dropped, mm-hmm. which is cool. So we have hats. We have T-shirts. We have a limited edition pink uh, kawaii or mm-hmm. weeaboo. I forget what I ended up calling it, but I think uh, Kawaii, <laughs> Kawaii, yeah. So you can go and get it. I think I called it Haptic Weeb Kawaii shirt. That's right. So you can go and check that exclusive variant out, which I believe is only going to be available till the end of September, and then we're going to retire it. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I didn't tell you that part. I got to buy it myself in. then. Yeah, we're going to put an exclusive design in uh, for October. So oh. uh, make sure you guys check it out. Man, I'm getting my mind blown right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, everybody. Do all the YouTube stuff. Like, comment, subscribe. Twitch, like Brett said. We love you all. We appreciate you. Y'all have a good day. Bye-bye. See you later, guys.